And I don't ever want to have sex with him. I just want to kiss him. I want to slow dance with him and I want to kiss him for like two hours. And then I want to be like, bye. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant, and I will be pulling back the curtains of all human secrets. You know, those things we hide from ourselves and others that we're ashamed of, or we're just completely embarrassed. You know, the how, what, when, where, why of it all. Today, my guest is Diane. Now, Diane, dun, 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 what is your secret? My secret is that I am married and I've had emotional affairs within my marriage and also in previous relationships. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So much to delve in, in yeah. this situation. So. Yeah. And, and, and in preparing to talk to you about this secret that I have a lot of shame about, because, well, one of the things that feels so shitty is that I am like a thousand percent sure that my partner has never done this. It's just right. not in his nature. And so um, so that brings up a lot of shame. But I was thinking like, why am I doing this? And I can actually trace it back to like almost my very first relationship. And I think what it's about for me is I'm a runner and I, um, I ghost like before ghosting was a thing. Like that's what I would do. And so my relationships never have a clean, clear ending, right? There's not a clearing of like, I am me, you are you, this happened. And now we're both moving forward. It's always this like vague, I'm not going to call you or you're not going to call me or I'm not going to show up or you're not going to show up. And so then subsequently in the next relationship, I am not past the previous last one. Right. So you lap them, you've overlapped them. Yeah. And I would do it for years, you know, because I'm not like I was, I hate dating. So there was never like, so there'd be these huge gaps where it'd be like for four years, I'd be pining over this one and then I get that one, but then I'd still be thinking about this one. And then, um, I don't know if you want me to go into like specific stories. Yeah, I mean, when's the first time you did it? Like what age? Like, do you remember that situation where, and what did it entail? Did you call? Did you like? Yeah. Jeez. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, those things back when I was like a kid, it wasn't so much emotional affairs. It was just more just only in my brain. Just like, wow, I am with you, but I am constantly thinking about this other person. And there'd always be this anxiety of like, oh, if, if Matt came back, would I be like peace to you? And then I think the first time that it really hit was I was engaged to be married like really soon, like two months before my my wedding. Uh-huh. And my first love contacts me out of the blue. And I was like, it just, it scared me so much. And like, luckily, like 
And that's the other thing is like, you know, they say like, there's no such thing as a bad feeling, right? Luckily, like this guy, he, I think he had just gotten married, right? So he wasn't like hitting me up like, I miss you and I need to talk to you and we need to figure this out. But the fear was if he had done that, I was like, I think I might've like left. Wow. Which was like, are you kidding me? Like after dating this person for multiple years and like, loving him. And, and, uh, so I think that was sort of the, but even then that wasn't necessarily an emotional affair, but, um, like what's been happening now is it's, um, it's someone who I actually never, we were friends in our early twenties and we both really liked each other, but like, I don't even know what was going on on his end, but on my end, he was a little bit of a bad boy, Mm. And there was like, he was like really smart, you know, of course, like I'm such a fixer, right? He was really smart, but he was like <laughs> doing a lot of drugs and he was like dealing some drugs. And I was like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you're a great guy and I can see your soul. And I know that like, it's all good in there, but like, whoa, there's like, there's like gambling. There's like stuff. There's just stuff. He so was I, just surrounded by his isms. It sounded yeah, like. Yeah. So I was like, even though I'm into you, I'm attracted to you. Like it's all happening. I never let myself go there for that reason. And so it never happened. And then, um, it was that unrequited, like lust and feelings. Yes. Or just, and so like the, the picture that I'll play in my mind is like, we meet and it's like, it's it's like a dark street corner, you know, and I get really specific, like in an alleyway. Right. And I, I, and it's, it's my hometown. Right. So I I go home, you know, and I'm, and my husband's still here and, and I'm home and I'm like by myself and my, you know, my kids with my husband and I'm like looking all cute and I get a haircut and like, what am I wearing? And what are the jeans? look like and then you know we're gonna meet under this like spotlight and like somehow there's gonna be like music playing of course and I don't ever want to have sex with him I just want to kiss him I want to slow dance with him and I want to kiss him for like two hours and then I want to be like bye because the truth is I don't want to have an affair with this person I don't want to sleep with this person I don't want to leave my husband for this person so anyways long story short he will like contact me on Facebook and he'll just be like, you're, I'm just what you want to hear, right? You're so beautiful. And I don't know why I never kissed. Like I should have just, I should have kissed you and I should have like all of it, like all of it. And he will go on for days. If I let him. Is he in a relationship also? Is he married married with kids? No, he, they never had kids, but she has like a grown, he has like a stepdaughter that he helped raise. Oh my gosh. But they're committed. (laughs) I, I mean, even in this last round, he started talking about, it sounds like he's stepping out. He did. They they always make it sound like that. They always do. You just never know. You never know. Cause people say things. It's like. You don't want to live in reality. So we make up these fantasies and we use other people to get out of them. And I think it's really important that you said you didn't want to sleep with him because that to me is a full blown like fantasy almost of childhood to me. You remember like for me, and I share this a lot, like the first time I cheated on or had an affair, it was when I was in seventh grade and a boy kissed me in a closet Why my other boyfriend was like, and it was the, I felt like going up my arms and I have been chasing that high my entire life. It's that first moment of 
like love lust. Right, right. Like we're connecting on this level instead of a a different level. Like it's a very specific Mm -hmm. and you can't repeat that with the same person ever, ever. So even if you did do that romantic alleyway running towards each other with the light shining perfectly. Right, right. As soon as you probably started kissing him, the reality is you'd be like, "Mm, right, he's not a great, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. So I actually feel better talking to you about it because I feel not alone and in just he- and also just hearing myself because again like I'll get so mean in my head but when I'm hearing it I'm like oh honey like yeah you're human you know yeah. and and you get into you know long term monogamous relationships and you get older and you're you're a mom and it's like yeah and it's not that- sexy anymore no. it's not there's no like and i don't care who you are if you have the most perfect partner and you're both attractive or anything it's just not cuz no. you're paying the bills, you're taking out the dog poop, right, you're changing right. diapers. Right. So everybody's always, and I hear this from so many people, men and women, that they're chasing this high of first love and first yeah. lust. Yeah. And yeah. that's not sustainable. It's like air. No. It's, you know? No. And even sometimes when I play the tape and I go like, okay, well, why don't you talk to your partner about like opening it up? But it's like, i but then I, I very quickly, just for me, like no judgment, but like it's no a judgment. Of, it's a house of cards. You know, it's just for me. I'm like, no, I, no, I just. And you know what? We're not that's saying not what I want. that doesn't work for other people. Totally. Yeah. But totally. what you're specifically talking about isn't that. Right. It's chasing this like a fantasy right. in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm like, no, that wouldn't solve what this is. This is very specific, just addiction to fantasy and also in a weird way to pain because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we should, or just, or being sad for like the 20 year old me who, you know, had low self-esteem and, you know, didn't like herself and was so worried all the time. And it's like, yeah, why didn't you just kiss him? Like, why didn't you, you know? So it's like also an addiction to that, like feeling of regret and heartache of like, um, just stuff I missed out on because of Yeah, I think shit. it's that. I mean, you look back and you go, like, that was a missed opportunity. And it's yeah. like replaying what you would do different when it's not even possible. Because yeah. the person he is today is never going to be that person when you guys were 20, right? Right. No, no. Like, we don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't look the same. <laughs> at all. (laughs) So is that the only, I mean, how many times do you think you've done this in your lifetime? Like if you could count, I really would say it's, it's, it's really those two. It's like, it's two people. And so it's this one, this one guy gets, it's happened several times over like many years. And then I would say it's really more like my first love and he's actually not even doing it with me, but I'm I still feel like I'm in love with him. It feels, Mm. it's less painful now, but I mean, I'm telling you decades, decades. And definitely it was so trippy, like leading up to my wedding being like, I am still in love with this guy. And I literally haven't even seen his face since I was 21. 
is so intense. And he- Do you even know where he is now? Oh, I know everything. Oh, did you do the Facebook stock? (laughs) Oh, I totally And the Instagram stock. (laughs) And I even like at the beginning of the pandemic, I like sent him an Instagram message was like, hope you and your family are good. And it's like, bitch, no, you don't. I mean, I do. I do, but really I'm like, how is it going? You know, and I have a whole story in my head because he's been married three times and I'm like, oh, it's because he's emotionally unavailable or sometimes on a really good day. I'm like, it's because he's just trying to find me and he can't because I'm so perfect, you know, like, ay, ay, ay. And right now I'm like, I'm convinced that they're pregnant, you know, but he's not putting it on social because she's not into social. So it's like, I literally the other day was like, I just really want to text his mother and just be like, Brett. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I know he's not going to listen to this. Um, um, you know, is so-and-so, you know, are they having a baby? Whatever. Like, it's none of my business. So carrying around this secret and this, what do you think, you know, this seven deadly sins yeah. is attached to? So let me read them to you. There's you. pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. I would say definitely lust. And I would say anger. Ooh, I, I understand the lust, but yeah. what, what's the anger attached to? I think it's anger at myself in how I conduct my relationships. So I'm angry that I don't say what I feel and, you know, that I don't go there, that I don't, out of fear of confrontation, I'll just not have the conversation. Out of fear of confrontation, I will just leave the relationship. That's how terrified I am of somebody being mad at me or telling me I'm wrong or putting me in my place. So I think that that's a huge, and I'm also angry at myself for being, having like one foot in and one foot out of a relationship. Yeah. Do you think in your marriage still, even though, you know, this happened kind of recently, but not, do you still have one foot in and one foot out? I don't feel, well, I'll tell you what I feel and then you can tell me if this qualifies. I don't necessarily on a conscious level feel that, but I do feel like my husband loves me more than I love him. Oh, that's another one. That's another. That is a, that is a really great secret. (laughs) I remember my first love. I always felt that way. Like he loves me more than I love him. Yeah. So I know how you're feeling right yeah. now. And I felt the opposite with my first love. I felt like I love you so much more, you know, even to the point where he never would say I love you. And then finally, like literally a year into our relationship, I was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And I said, I love you. And he said, I know. <laughs> and then he said, me too. And I was like, that's not what that's I That's not the same. That's not the same. Yeah. Oh, my my heart hurts for your little girl. I know, I know. I worked up so much courage to say it. And he was like, I know. Oh, honey, I know. <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> now, here's my question for you. Yeah. Do you think it is possible for you to actually put both your feet in your relationship? Mm. What is stopping you? Yeah. Well... I feel like I definitely have both feet in on a practical sense because I'm like, I have a child with this person and all of our money is combined. I'm not talking okay. about a practical sense. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, I feel like I've made 
strides in this relationship in that um, we dated for a really long time and then we broke up and I moved, I, I moved to the other side of the country. And I remember that's when I realized that I, this is a thing I do that I'm like half in and half out. And what was funny is then of course, right. I, he's my mirror. So then I was blaming him like, well, you weren't, you know, you wanted to renew your lease with your best friend and you weren't talking about us moving it, you know? So I was totally deflecting. And then when I left, I realized, holy shit, like I am doing it. I'm actually doing it more than he's doing it. And so, you know, he's just mirroring my own behavior, which is like, I think I like you, but I I don't know. (laughs) And so I realized like, if we're going to move forward and move to the next step, like I need to be all in. So I definitely made a conscious choice, but um, I don't know. I just, um, I just have a hard time being in a relationship period. And I think just by getting married, that doesn't solve that. No, and it so doesn't. I definitely see when my mental well-being, like when I'm not when I'm not firing at all levels, that is the first thing that goes. Is I'm like, I will be a great mom, and I will be a great employee, and I will make your dinner, but I do not want you to touch me. I do not want to have sex with you. I do not want to kiss you. Like it actually makes me like kind of sick. Yeah, you know, because that's the first. That's the first thing that I want to like pull back and be like, I am my own entity and you don't get to have me. You know, it's like this, you know, which of course feeds into other podcasts. So here's my, (laughs) totally, we could just talk about this all day. But my other thing is like, well, for me, just so you know, like if I am emotionally invested in you, I don't want to have sex with you. Like that's just, and when I'm not, it's there's this like dirty and like wrong and it's a secret and that I could not connect the intimacy for me when, and my therapist told me like the intimacy is not about sex. It's about the whole thing. Right. So for me, it was a lot of work, especially in a long-term relationship. My husband and I have been together for 15 years. Yeah. Like it's work. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For and for me with like the whole sex thing cuz I'm a little bit like a sex avoidant, like I'm like mm. it feels like how people like I actually love to work out, but I know the majority of people don't, but then whenever you do it, then you're like, "I'm so glad I did that." So that's kind of how I feel about sex like before going I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." And then when I finally sort of in a way make myself, then I then I'm then like, you're like, why don't I do this great. more? Yes, right, right. In the middle, we're always like, we should do this every day. So are you here's my question. So at the beginning of a relationship though, are you very sexual? Yes. Are you yes. Ov- overtly sexual? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So right. you're you put it all out there right at the beginning where yeah. it, there is no true intimacy because you're just meeting the person. Right. Right. right? So there's there's you know, it's you're just safe. start. It's yes. safe. And then the closer you t- get to commitment, right. then you become a sexual anorexic yes. where it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm like, why? Because you know me. So like, why would you ever like, that's so gross of you, you know, like, wow. why would you love me? Cause you know me, you know, all this like terrible stuff, you know, or whatever it is, whatever the, all the stuff that I don't like about myself. I'm like, ew. Wow. So it's all attached to self-love if you look at it. And also like, and this is like, this is kind of like mother wounds and like, I didn't have a lot of like nurturing or, well, actually the nurturing I got was actually 
um, too much. It was very overbearing. Like I always felt like my mother was like trying to swallow me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I equate love and care with it. It almost feels like uh, I'm being molested. Well, I say it's, um, I call it it's a raping of one's energy. Yes. Like there's like a yes. taking of someone else's yes. energy and a yes. parent doing that to their child is very, first of all, scary, Yeah, n- not safe. No, there's no boundary. Mm-hmm. It's like, I literally didn't know what would happen if I just like let go and like, let her be my mother. It didn't feel safe. Yeah. So, and, and that's why I have a hard time in therapy too, because they'll be like, oh, and then that, and it's like, it makes me feel violated by the therapist. And then I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, and then I quit. <laughs> then, I, then I stopped going to therapy. Right. So who do you think this, you know, emotional affairs, one foot in, one foot out helps and harms? Mm. Um, I don't, think it helps anybody (sighs) this is hard um yeah I've thought about this I mean I it probably harms my relationship it's hard for me to even admit that that makes me feel really bad and I've thought about like bringing it to him and just saying like this is a thing I'm doing but I'm scared because a really a dynamic we have in our relationship, and I'm as much to blame as he is for this, is there's a little bit of like a teacher student. Mm. And he really likes to be like the guru and he's, the fixer. Yeah. And like a very sort of spiritual way. And so I almost think that part of why I do this is to feel powerful. And like I have yes. this thing, motherfucker, and you don't know about it. And I'm not really going to do anything, but like, I'm going to think about it a lot, you know, (laughs) like I have cheating dreams all the time, like all the time. And the other day I had a dream that he was cheating and I like told him, I was like so delighted. And he's looking at me like I have two heads and I was like, you're cheating. And I was like so excited about it. And I was like, well, now I get to cheat because you're cheating. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's like, what, what are you, you're like all in a whole world by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my million dollar question. Okay. How, how do you move forward? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, it's like, I want to say what I think I'm supposed to say, but the truth is like, I'm kind of doing a day at a time. I'm not, I'm just not reaching out to to this dude Mm -hmm. because I know, I know what the result is. And it is kind of the last time through it did get a little scary where it was like, he would just keep texting and keep popping up. And I was like, dude, I have to keep deleting these because like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Hiding that secret. That is a, that's a full-time job almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not ready to like bring it to my husband. Um, probably cause it honestly, there's underlying resentments and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> this is mine. Fucker. This is mine. This is my power over <laughs> you. I'm going to hold it. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Which is just definitely related to like being a survivor of sexual trauma. I totally get that. It's like my little girl is like, this is mine and you can't have it because she felt so powerless over like you took you know like I got a lot of shit taken away from me yeah including my body 
Yeah. So I'm like, and that, that can be very traumatizing and damaging. So any little thing we can feel and control will do. Yeah. But I do also know like living in that is creating more pain for yourself in the long run because yeah. you're never truly in one place. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I did this training called MITT. Mm-hmm. And um, I met myself for the first time in this training. And I was a lot more sexual. Like they were just, not, didn't do anything sexual, but just the energy just flowing through me. I was like, oh my gosh. Like there was this whole, there's this whole channel inside me that's like very alive. And it was so fun. And it was so fun to be in this environment. And my husband was not there you know, and like nothing happened. It was just, but it was experiencing the freedom to have that energy and to feel sexy and to, and to feel desire and not feel any shame around it, you know, because it's this very like emotional processing. Everybody's stripped down. Everyone's defenses are gone. Like it's probably the most intense sort of social emotional work I've ever done in my life. Um, So it was, that was so cool, you know, and in my day-to-day, like in reality and living in my house with my husband and my kid and a pandemic, like I'm not interested in like bringing that to him and being like, let's open. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's what you said before. It's like the difference between being an autonomous being out in the world and feeling things versus being in my intimate relationship. It's just hard. Like it's hard there. It's hard. And you don't have to be there yet. It's like, yeah at least you're aware of it. And that's the first step to really looking at why we hold these secrets and yeah. these secret parts of us. <sighs> well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank I'm you. so grateful for your honesty. Anytime. Well, thank you for listening for Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. If you have a past secret that you've already moved through and on the other side or a present secret you're still going through, email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.